Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello, and welcome to Science Faction 674. Science Faction, the best kind of mole rats, and not-so-good paper straws. The best type of mole rat is all of them, because they're all naked, brother, and that's all you need to be. They're not. That's why That's why we were talking about the best kind. There's actually multiple different species of mole rat, many of which have fur. It's only the naked. That's why I call them the best type of mole rat. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Like like the bougie mole rat, wears a lot of fur coats and everything. The steampunk mole rat, and I'll let you yeah. just go ahead and imagine its costume. Yeah, I mean, listen, I... It's not like I have a mole rat fetish or anything, but if I'm going to choose clothed mole rat or naked mole rat, it isn't much of a choice, you know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. Like, I'd prefer not to have subtitles in my movies. Like, if, yeah. if I can read, barring any disability on my part or accommodation that I have to make to anybody around me. Clothes are like the subtitles that hide the nipple of our words. <laughs> there we go. But I like subtitles in foreign films because I'm a racist. I guess I don't want to see foreign nipples. I, I guess that's how I would. Well, as we all know, deaf people need clothes to appreciate nipples. So it makes sense for them. <laughs> you need clothes to appreciate nipples. Yeah, you're right, Bobby. Have you thought that maybe your breast fetish, which has earned us a negative, I, I, we've talked about it before, a negative iTunes review. Uh, I, I'm God, proud God of forbid that one. a proud. comedy science podcast go blue. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you do you think if we grew up in a society where we were evol- we evolved, we never had a Victorian era pushing shame? Right. Like we're basically we could walk around like 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 the f- a fucking Inca, where like yeah. uh, you would just see your buddy's mom's tits hanging out uh, as yeah. she's like as we were going to high ally practice. Yeah, hell yeah, and then dare her to do jumping jacks. <laughs> okay, so you still you it would just you just would be the horniest boy. Well, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't defetishize it at all for you. It would just no. make you. No, but I do think that hoardiness is what gauge is what drives a lot of success, right? Like instead of doing instead of working like three jobs and running a, a science comedy podcast and do my volunteer work, instead of all of that stuff, I would I would just be I would be listless and without purpose. But because somebody, some genius, has warded off the boobs from us, they have they have sectioned them off with that fabric. We now have to work for all our boob accomplishments. Now I, I I disagree. By the way, I don't think I don't think sex because like you watch. If I were to like uh, like take a like like a, a pro bono uh, but busload of strippers to mm-hmm. like uh, the guy. NASA headquarters, you watch uh-huh. it, and I just we like like you watch how many nerds delude themselves into thinking like, oh my god, I could be life's so life's this short. I've just denied myself pleasures of the flesh for so long. You've made my point for me. It's like if you did that, all of a sudden we would no longer have a space program. Like that, th- okay. this is the that incentive of society. And speaking of the incentive of this show, I, of course, am your host, comedian archaeologist Robert Timothy. With me is a gentleman who never wants to see boobs again, none other than our stingy old comedian, Mr. Damien Mercado. Damien, how are you doing this afternoon? I, I No, I'm just trying to say that we should redirect our geniuses. Those men wouldn't stop being geniuses, just the feel they worked in. Do you know that for all of this, the, the cosmetic surgery that we have today, we have the the 
the penis enlargement surgery is probably the one surgery uh-huh. that could prevent more violence, war, sure. uh, uh, in, inadequacy uh, yeah. than any other surgery. Like, like, as, and something that even the American Urology Association has said that the, we have we have ignored this because it clearly has physical and mental effects. But if we had had those minds, the greatest, the world's best and brightest, the NASA minds, go towards, you know, be hornier and try to work and use their NASA brains to enlarge their penis, the secrets of penis enlargement via enlargement ray, uh, and then that would have also led to shrink ray technology, we just would have been on a different path, Bobby, that we are I, today. I imagine, I imagine the technology boils down to one of those clowns at kids' birthday parties that do the balloon animals, <laughs> and you know, you know how they got that long balloon? Shoo! <laughs> You have to have a sex clown by your bedside. <laughs> hey, boys and girls. You mean I'd have to have another sex clown by my bedside? <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's for humiliating me and tickling me. That one is for penis enlargement. They're two. Di- they went to two different clown specialties at clown school. <laughs> No, I don't like, have any weird. It's not like a weird clown sexual fetish. I just have like a really weird foot fetish, and this was the only person who was available on short notice who would fill the role of giant shoes. You just did such a good job. It kind of became my fetish. It wasn't naturally. But... No. Oh, dear. And if you want to get your clown fetish on, go ahead and check out our Patreon. You can search Robert Timothy on Patreon for four extra science articles every single week. I wonder how because because the all the things that our Patreon is purported to do, you snake oil. It does all salesman. of them. It does all of them like like times <laughs> ten. You have no idea. How many dis like and, and yet the emails complain about me, never your shady yes. business practices. It's always about your Patreon. refusal. It's also about your refusal to try. Everybody always says it's so much more than you've ever advertised. Like you told us it would help fix our lives, but not by this much. You know, that's those are always the response I get. <laughs> but can you get Damien to try a little bit harder in the game I call BS? No, uh, we actually will reward our Patreons. I'm saying it now. I'm declaring it now so you guys can hold me to it. Uh, I will summon another scientist, somebody to I will have to draw forth another great mind from the ether in order to prove Bobby wrong. Uh, and of course, that will be a uh, Patreon, uh, and so maybe perhaps something that we release to the public at some point. Uh, let's move right on to science articles. From molecules to particles, this is science articles. Article number one: the best kind of mole rat. Feel free to let us know. Email Bobby if there's a uh, particular scientist that you would like to see drawn forth to the ether. I'll give it my old. I'll give it the old college try, as my old spiritual teacher told me, my old medium coach. Uh, we're just gonna get a bunch of clown references, aren't we? We're just <laughs> bozo, like fuck yeah. summon bozo. Hell yeah, this one's hot as shit. Uh, all right, well, we have already brought up the idea, so let's talk about those naked mole rats. Now, you guys might remember them. If you grew up in the 90s, you couldn't avoid naked mole rats. I don't know what was up, but, like, every cover of a nature magazine or something had to debut naked mole rats. They're a super interesting animal. Like, in terms of mammals, they are so far off in, like, in terms of falling in line with all the normal shit we call mammals that it's, like, hard to call them mammals almost. I mean, they're in that same... You know, they're in that sa- those same broader families as other mole rats, but they're so fucking different. One, they are hairless. Uh, they number hatch two, from eggs. 
They <laughs> no. have pouches. They're venomous. They recharge from the sun. <laughs> they they have like an insect social structure where like this they're the only mammals on earth that have this, but there's like a queen and she bangs a few of her male drones that are basically just there to service the queen and everybody else is sterile and their job is to service the queen and to raise her pups because she's the only one who's allowed to have babies and to get her food and to make her a bigger temple. So like they're basically like fucking bees, but they're mammals. They don't maintain a proper proper endotherm meaning they're they don't maintain proper warm bloodedness their temperature just kind of goes with whatever wherever they are like there is some weird ass shit about naked mole rats uh they're almost you know completely blind for obvious reasons but the weirdest part about them uh at least in my opinion is they get very 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 few diseases and they live extraordinarily long lives like insanely long they live david do you want to guess how long they live 70 years well, no, you, you you fucked this over by guessing too high. It's 41, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's prices, right, Rolls? Yes. Keeping in mind that the equivalent mammal of that size lives to be somewhere between two to five years. So, like, these things live ten times as long as they're supposed to, and they don't really get sick. They don't really... We don't see evidence of neurodegeneration. We don't see evidence of cardiovascular disease, of arthritis, and as, and of a lot of types of cancer, even as they get super old. And these are things that we do see in their other rodent cousins, but are just completely absent from them. Wasn't there also, uh, I remembered uh, they had a superpower, they put like a- acid or capsaicin on them, and they have like yes. some sort of pain superpower or anti-acid superpower? They don't feel like pain in their skin. Like they have like a thing where you could put, yeah, like you said, acid or capsaicin and stuff on their skin, and they literally, they don't, they don't feel it. And they, it, it, they have just like all of these weird little bits of their anatomy and social structure and everything that's just so far off from everything else that if you found it in the 1800s, you'd be like, this is a lizard. I think that's why I was quite, because like in the 90s, you know, we had been kind of, you know, there was no more gorillas to tame. Mm -hmm. There was no more elephants. Uh, So uh, like this was something really far off the beaten path. So alien, almost an alien. And yeah. it apparently like, uh, led to captivity really well. You could you could do it like an ant colony. If you could do raise a colony of ants, you could raise a colony of fucking mole rats. Easy sell for any zoo. So uh, we've been looking at them for a while, trying to figure out what is this? What is it that makes them age to be fucking ten times the age they're supposed to be? What is it that makes them not get sick at all during this crazy long lifespan they have? And one of the ideas was a particular gene called hyaluron synthase 2, which codes for something called high molecular weight hyaluronic acid, or HMW-HA. And what this is, is a chemical that we have in our own bodies, but much less, much, much less, to order of magnitude less of this in our own bodies, as do other rodents and stuff. And we have kind of pinpointed this as a possible thing that A, may keep them cancer-free in a lot of cases, and B, may, may help them live longer. And we kind of singled that out because we noticed that gene differential when we started comparing their genome to others. But 
also, when we then did like those genetic knockouts where we then alter that gene so they no longer produce nearly as much HMWHA, then all of a sudden those naked mole rats will start getting more cancerous tumors and, and live shorter lives and stuff. So we already kind of had an inkling that this was going to be important. And so for this particular study, what they did is they actually, instead of doing a knockout on the naked mole rats, they took that particular gene, the weird variant that they have, they took it out of naked mole rats and they put it right into just regular assed mice to see, okay, now what happens? Do they live longer? Do they have less cancer? Blah, 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 blah. Davey, what do you think might have happened? When you say knockout, I think the knockout came. Uh, and yes. I know that terrorizes senior citizens in New York. Like that, they live in, that's their personal candy man if you live in New York. In 2016, yeah, I bet that would. Yeah, I don't know that they did. I mean, first off, I don't know that these people, you could explain that to the senior community of New York. Explain mm-hmm. that to Gladys. Bobby, sure. That, they're not playing the knockout game anymore. You're trying to trick me. Oh, it'd be funny if you're like, uh, "Hey, Gladys, it's not, uh, it's not 2016," and she's like, "I know. I don't think I suddenly lost seven years. It's 2009. <laughs> I was cursed with a mortal life when I was bitten by a radioactive naked mole rat. <laughs> I don't feel pain. Bring on your knockout game." With CRISPR, I was wondering when we when do we start assimilating the teenage when do we start teenage mutant ninja turtling the species? When do I get to become naked mole rat man? Is that where uh, Seth Rogen retcons you? Is that, is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Gives me a wackier voice. You think I you think I think this is the voice I chose? You think you think I sound like oh yeah, let's let's sound like a nasally dude. Let's sound like a big nose who gains sentience. I have a feeling Seth Rogen is not going to help you too much with that, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, David, do you think this 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 worked with the uh, with the mice? Yes, I do. Because if it didn't, why else would you be talking about it? Well, like that could actually be its own interesting thing uh, as to why it wouldn't work. But yes, it did. Now, we didn't see a tenfold increase in lifespan, but we did see a four and a half percent lifespan increase, indicating this is probably one of a suite of adaptations that naked mole rats have. But we also saw a substantial decrease in things like tumors and some of that cardiovascular disease. This is really hinting at the idea that this HMWHA is really, really important in terms of longevity and health at the end of life, which is almost, in my opinion, more important than longevity is just an idea, is is how healthy you are at the end of that life. I'd rather... I'd rather go to 80 and, you know, be super, super healthy than I would be, you know, live to 110 and have the last 40 years be shit. Yeah, everybody's going to cross the finish line. You don't want to be huffing and puffing. You want to cross the finish line and, and, you know, with enough energy to enjoy a Denny's breakfast. You know, yeah. metaphorically, you don't want to cross the finish line like being carried. <laughs> so, but four and a half percent lifespan—that's something to talk about, right? Uh, you know, in human lifespan terms, that would be like three years or, or a little bit longer. That would be pretty substantial for us. But even bigger, if we could m- mimic this in human beings, would be the ability for us not to get all those tumors, not to have such a shitty life at the end, not to have all the uh, neurodegeneration and the cardiovascular disease and the arthritis and all of that kind of stuff as we get older. So really, really, really interesting. And we really are starting to hit on things that will almost certainly increase human lifespan, some maybe dramatically, whether we're talking about this whether we're talking about telomeres, whether we're talking about uh, even things like taurine, you know, like slamming that Red Bull. We're finding more and more little things that might add, you know, two percentage, three percentage longer lifespan that might add up to really realistic 
livable 100 plus year lifespans that are like enjoyable and stuff for that whole time. And that brings up an old topic we've talked about a thousand times on this show, but it, the more this becomes realistic, the more I think it's a salient point to make, which is like, how ethical is it to extend your own life? Right? Like, so. Well, so we like, have a like, big it, population correction coming. So I think, like, I think, you know. Uh... But even then, like, you're some level of a burden to society at that age. I mean, you're not fucking working, you know, like, you're some level of burden to society as you get uh, to that age. Also, there is this feeling like, hey, it's like the kid at the birthday party and you're all playing the one player Sega Genesis game and he's been playing for a long time. And it's like, hey, bro, I know we all play till we die and then we switch controllers, but you've been playing for the last two and a half hours. You haven't died yet. So we're going to have to kind of just move you along anyway. Like there's a there is that like you've used your turn, you know? I think like you'd have to like restructure things like uh, after like once you reach retirement age and you're still like able uh, that all volunteer work you you like you you go to the work for like like uh, some sort of like uh, volunteer army corps of engineers and sure. you improve infrastructure if you're if you're a grizzled guy if you're more of a paperwork guy well we got some we got some for everybody if you just like cooking we got something for you I I feel like no matter what type of life extension we improve on we're not gonna have hundred year old people doing like you know like grounds maintenance and stuff like i just i feel like there's gonna be Whoa, i'm in the union pal you don't <laughs> get to tell me when i don't get to work well i was thinking about it like okay i think you definitely use up your time th i think we can say like a hundred years like here's the way it works we the rest of society will work really really hard to make sure like the air is 60 to 100 are really good for you we'll come up with all these different things so you don't get cancer and you have a better life and all this stuff uh but like on your hundredth birthday, you get to either off yourself or like you get to be a space colonist. But you you lost your time on Earth. You have you everybody gets a hundred years. You have used it up. Uh, now you are a burden to society. And like frankly, you're probably filled with a bunch of shitty old ideas that society has passed by at this time already. And like do, we just we kind of need to usher you out the door one way or another. Now Australia has huge vats of uninhabitable land. I'm just saying we 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 like we create a trailer park out there, we dedicate a lot of resources and that's just mm. like like you know we we just we just make an old land, like like a sunset land, sunset topia. Like uh the world's saddest version of the game Far Cry. Yes. Yes. It's uh or which is by the way not not unlike you, you know the village in Florida, you know like have you heard of the village the villages in Florida? Yeah. It's this insane it's like in like Boca or something or some one of the one of like the big old people retirement communities, but basically it's like this uh this uh retirement community that has like 2 million people. Like it is an insane amount wow. of population. It has its own congressman. Like like there it wow. is this sprawling hellscape of just retirement communities like this this that just kept building on and building on and building on. Uh, it's called the villages in Florida. Google it. It's and, wow. it, and like so much and it because they are such a concentration of elderly voters like and the way Florida is a swing state, a ton of money goes into swinging the villages like one way or another. <laughs> oh, I'd go swinging in the villages, you know what I mean? The point is in this Australian outback, they won't be able to take the rest of us down with them. <laughs> we just need, like, the problem with I'll let some now, of them take me down, if you know what I mean. 
You're right, Bobby. This is a huge time for mature porn because not only are you going to get more mature porn actresses, you're going to get mm -hmm. tighter, fitter. Yeah. You're going to get uh, mature uh, porn actresses who are able to participate in the game longer before their hip shatters or something. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting thing. I just keep thinking, like, the, the better we get at that longevity thing, obviously we're going to enjoy that. That's going to benefit us. But also we have to kind of keep in mind the limitations of, like, the rights I guess we have or like the responsibilities we have to not live forever. <laughs> I think, I, I think if you do it, you take a code. I think I, I, I know we got to get to the next article, but I think if you sign on for this treatment, you basically, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you can't live these years stealing it from another generation. You have to do something. You have to invest these years into a future generation. Into mature porn to help the younger generation. <laughs> a lot of women get bored at home in their senior years, okay? Let them fuck. Please let them fucking OnlyFans it. Please fucking give the this. Oh, my God. This got me a great idea. Damien, everybody's got different sexual fetishes. What if we start a strip club that exclusively caters to having elderly dancers so like all of the dance you are guaranteed when you walk through the door that the dancer on stage is at a minimum 56 years old and it just goes up from there depending on what night it is and stuff like that you know you have like octogenarian night and whatever and every Werther's. single person we're dancing at werther's no, I was gonna go with wrinkles. I feel like wrinkles. Is <laughs> the 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 cat's meow, the bee's knees. <laughs> you know, that's the humdinger. Let's spend an afternoon coming up with uh, old lady strip club names. I think this will be fun. Yeah, and because people, that's the thing. Like I think now, like like Bobby, when you and I grow up, like, let's just say, God forbid, we become single at some point through mm -hmm. through an act of God, through an act of apocalypse, we might want to see age appropriate strippers when as we're Absolutely. older men who are cursed to live through the apocalypse. Absolutely. Uh, dear article number two, paper drinking straws aren't so great. No, I, I've used them. They're they fall apart. I need to oh use like three, and especially because I. I can put away like five cokes. I'm a coke yeah. addict, and, and not in the cool way. I'd like to yeah. add. <laughs> Though I do feel sorry for those coke addicts too, because I also feel like paper straws are probably worse at doing cocaine through. By the time the third or fourth guy does it, he's gotten it all wet with his nostril sweat. It's not as sanitary as the plastic, and now it's starting to crumple at the ends. Bobby, I'd like to put in a uh, requisition form for some of the Patreon dollars to conduct a scientific experiment. <laughs> Uh, I would like to answer some questions that we put out here on the show sometimes, and uh, I would like, I don't know, $1,000 Patreon money? What does that buy you, like two cocaines? <laughs> I, need, I need to get some Narcan, all right? Sniffables aren't safe anymore, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. So this is an interesting story. I wanted to cover it because I do think we should cover environmental failures as well as successes. And for all the things with the straws... You have to admit, these are people just trying to do the right thing, right? There's Somebody saw a fucking picture with a turtle that had a straw stuck up its nose and was like, how can I help? And they tried really hard, and it created global change, and it probably wasn't the best move. So we can start with the effects of the actual stuff. Now, those of you guys who have used it, I, I was I said this to my wife not too long ago. We were sitting at a restaurant and I was I was also having Diet Coke and I was drinking it out of a straw and like halfway through it started sogging up and I was like, man, 
I am really the target market for this because I am a person who is very concerned about their environmental footprint. I am somebody who does not at all like think change is bad. In fact, usually thinks there's a better way to do something and we should go find out what it is. And like, you're talking about somebody who's totally on board with every aspect of this and has no like weird political misgivings about it. And yet even me halfway through my Diet Coke is like, oh, just get me a fucking plastic straw already. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, we need to bring back the sippy cup, adult sippy cups. And no, no shame that everybody carries around a sippy cup with them or restaurants hand out sippy cups that are washed and put through the plastic, whatever sanitation process. Uh, dear. Now, a group wanted to see if these were safe. So now, caveats, this is a group looking at straws in Belgium. So these aren't necessarily the straws that you have in your particular country. This is a very, very specific group in Belgium. Lowlands. It was all done by Jean-Claude Van Damme. As far as I can tell, <laughs> near 100% of uh, these <laughs> tests were done while the lab tech was doing the splits in between <laughs> two other large lab tables. You know, it's it's the price of science. You know, like you can cut corners, but the French know that in order to do real, uh, the Belgians know in order to do real science. Um, yes. You, you you can't you can't skip on labor costs. You need a, and and by the way, you need to send people to school. They that they have a they're the only nation that publicly funds their human board schools. So like students learn from the best in order to be the best and most stable human board. Yeah, they do. As far as I know, they were doing the splits in between two lab tables while eating small bits of finely made chocolate. And with that, I have exhausted my knowledge of Belgium. <laughs> Something about beers like that suck. Like that. yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> So they tested 39 brands of, of those straws that were reusable straws. Some of them were paper. Some of them were bamboo. Some of them were plant material, blah, 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 blah. They looked at 39 brands of straws for chemicals known as poly and perfluoroalkyl substances, or as we've called them, PFAS. Now, as Damien mentioned before, The Incredible Hulk made a movie about PFAS and about how horrible it was. And I think he funded it out of his own pocket, right? Mark Ruffalo? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, that, that was the, the, the Hulk actually was in the movie. It was called Dark Water. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it was about these forever chemicals. And it was weird to see because, like, he can't. Like, there's scenes where the Hulk, who's playing a lawyer, has to get in and out of a car, but he keeps ripping the door hand. Plus, like, yeah. the car, the metal bends around him as he, like, gets into the vehicle. It's, I just don't think he's a, he's a dramatic actor. No, no. Well, you know, that was all about them leaking it into the water and all the, the problems PFAS can cause. But they found that PFAS was detected in 18 out of 20 of the paper straws also four out of five of the bamboo straws and three out of four of the plastic straw brands and two out of five 40 percent of glass straws they weren't detected in any any of the steel straws tested which i've actually seen some of those floating around that does seem like a semi good alternative if you're going to like be a restaurant that has a bunch of those and washes them but like the weird idea where you're just a regular person who carries around your own private straw is like that's never going to happen like that's not going to take off yeah i, I mean I, I hope i'm wrong i really hope i'm wrong but a shocking a shocking percentage of those in there now again 
Does that mean that it's transmitting those PFAS to the individual? No. Does that mean, because I mean, very well, that stuff could still be locked up within the internal structure of that thing. But to see it in such amazing amounts, especially the paper straws, because as we just talked about, you know, those things get soggy. And so even if it is locked up in the middle of it, you're probably sucking it through there eventually. And 18 out of 20 is eh, pretty scary numbers. And these are known to be things that you use to, for instance, seal off paper to make it more watertight. So like, it makes sense that it's in there and you're probably coming in contact with it. And the downsides of that long term, including on animals and nature, because this stuff goes into landfills, may end up being worse than just the plastic straws as is. Good thing. Uh, good thing we deregulated the EPA just to keep our factories safe. We can't can't be burdened with forever chemicals in a product. Fuck, man. Yeah. And I mean, they've been shown. They've been shown before to do everything from lower birth rate to uh, increase case of thyroid disease. We have increased cholesterol levels, liver damage, kidney cancer, and testicular cancer. So, like, some some of these things are somewhat nebulous, but clearly these are not great for us. And so, like, it might behoove us, frankly, to just go back to plastic straws. Well, people look back like we were the generation that was loaded with microplastic and forever chemicals. Like, like we no, were. No, the... I think that's every generation after this. Like, it, okay. we're not. It's not like microplastics are going to go away. There's just going to be more of. It. If we could stop making plastic tomorrow, there'd still be more microplastics accumulating in the environment for our entire lifetime. So, like, it's as good as it's ever going to be today, and it'll be worse tomorrow. Uh, well, you know what? That, that I feel better about that than I do about because, like, like, uh, like uh, with lead in the in the environment, yeah. the baby yeah. boomers made a mistake and that they fixed it. Or no, I'm sorry, the generation before them made the mistake yeah. and they fixed it. So now we can mock the boomers for not That's having because right. we're not lead poisoned. Like, look at these fucking no. idiots. The other generations will not have that same luxury. <laughs> we get to look at our kids and be like, "Look at you, idiots, being born now, idiot!" Look at Barbie in her plastic face. Oh, dear. And it reminded me of like other good environmental attempts, things that were like people were trying with the best of intention. Nobody was trying to make a billion dollars off of it. They just thought, hey, we really need to help people. And it turned out to be bad. Right. And, and you know, we saw that in terms of medication, not for environmental effects, but medication with things like thalidomide. But we saw it in environmental attempts with things like DDT, where we're like, hey, you know, it's the scourge of mankind is fucking malaria. Let's get rid of malaria. There has never been a more noble goal in the history of the earth than let's get rid of malaria. Right. And yet we did it with DDT and ended up causing this massive impact to animals, especially birds and birds, eggs and rats and birds of prey that they still haven't rebounded from. But frankly, we also eliminated malaria from the southern United States, which is kind of impressive. And like, it, it was one of those things where it was somebody was trying to do the right thing and they had unintended consequences. I think in, in retrospect, we may look back on like the paper straw phase as the same thing. Okay. Yeah, I, that, that makes sense. The hearts, our hearts were in the right place. Yeah, we were trying to do the right thing. Everybody didn't want to see any fucking turtles being hurt and stuff. And like, we just, paper was the wrong way to go. Like, I don't This wasn't profit motivated, which is why I, 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 good, great to know. I will never use another paper straw. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not mad at this. Like, it's not like, yeah. it's not like, uh, like how uh, Coca Cola lied so that now everybody, we're like to, uh, to worsen the world's plastic addiction. 
or something. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 there is this isn't something where there was like nefarious intent. In fact, it's the opposite. There wasn't even like neutral intent. There was somebody who's like, I want to help the fucking world. How can I do that? And they saw that straws were a problem, and they are. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, oh, ignore the fact that that was a problem. Everybody, let's make sure that we dispose of our straws in the appropriate ways and all that stuff, so it doesn't end up in turtles' noses. But like, maybe the plastic straws are just something we should go back to. You know, more research pending. Let's see what everything says. But it looks like maybe maybe plastic straws. I'm I will rise to power because clearly people aren't taking my suggestion seriously. But I will fucking solve it. I will I will cram it down the world's throat as a dictator. I will climb to power. I will commandeer a national party to do so and rise by force and threat of violence to replace the straw with the sippy cup mandated in restaurants fast food outlets every place i say we go red vines like i honestly i've never seen a turtle swimming around the caribbean with a red vine straw sticking out of his nose we could we could solve this tomorrow no i'm evil uh black licorice oh you fool (laughs) The whole world will die. We'll shrivel of dehydration. <laughs> Thank you, audience, for coming back for Science Faction 674, where you learned all about those sexy-ass mole rats and why paper drinking straws aren't so great. Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction 675. All right, welcome to Wrinkles. This is our third dancer. Please put your hands together for Gladys. Put your hands together for Gladys. Remember, she can pinch your cheeks. You cannot pinch hers. Remember, everybody, Social Security checks are not huge, so fork up them dollars or Boston Market coupons. Yow! You've been listening to Science Function. Wait, that's not right. Mm-hmm.